I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. This week's Lost for Words podcast. Jason is joining us as ever. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. It's uh, the, the snow and ice has slowly gone away from. Uh, I couldn't get out my road for a week, so that was always fun walking to work. And uh, big boys golf now, isn't it? Yeah, proper tournament. Proper tournament. We served up a, a nice winning performance over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, we're now, you know, kicking on a bit. We get going until we uh, get to Augusta, I guess. Yeah, I mean, everyone sort of says that Tory Pines is the start of the, the golfing calendar, don't they? And I think that, that generally happens because Tiger's there normally. Um, but this feels like the, the the biggest event so far of the year, doesn't it? Um, yeah, the king, the king is dead. Long live the king. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's just... It's, this is basically a major field, isn't it? As it rightly should be. Yeah, to be honest with you. I think it's the yeah. best. Is it the best course on tour? Because um, it stood the test of time, isn't it? It's not one of those courses where the scores have ever got out of hand. It always presents the same challenges, even though people keep coming back to it. I mean, it's always a what is it, a mid-teen under par sometimes. But you know, James Harm won at six under. Bill Huss seven under. Scott was eleven under last year. Bubba twelve. You know, it's. That to yes, me, if it's, if it's 12 under or less, that's a really tough test, isn't it, for these guys? Um, yeah. And it just produces top-class winners. And if it doesn't, it's normally the odd uh, long shot beating a top-class player. You know, James Harm beat Paul Casey and Dustin Johnson in the playoff. JB Holmes beat Thomas, and Thomas kind of threw that away a bit. Um, there was a bit of an odd year in 2013 when Merrick beat Charlie Belgian in the playoff. But, you know, these things happen sometimes in professional golf. Generally speaking, it's top draw players, isn't it? Yeah, a bit like um, last week, really. I mean, when you look down the leaderboards, yeah, you've got your winners that you rightly said, and then you have like, Scott Brown finishing second, some bloke called Tony Finau amazingly finishing second. <laughs> um, you know, you get you get the odd players. You know, Joel Damon played well here last year. Um, you do get them thrown in. Um, and it's really, to be honest, a bit similar to last week. I don't know if we're going to cover that, Tom. But, um, you know, going into halfway... With DJ out, you had the top four in the betting in basically the top four places. And it looked all the world as though they were going to dominate. You had a couple of, uh, you know, likely lads. Nate Lashley, uh, Max Homer threatened for a little bit. Um, obviously, Tom Hoagie and, and McNeely came in late. But ultimately, you know, uh, Daniel Berger's won really, really well. And, and he played the best over the weekend. Yeah. And he showed his class. So, so they were there and, and luckily you know you had your eight places some of those that faded late uh, um, not for us who streelman one shot cost us <laughs> but never mind um but ultimately that's what you get it's, it's very very similar to this this is obviously a much harder course um it contains major winners in the role of honors um but there are there are places up for grabs um we've discussed this earlier i don't think you can be confident about an outsider winning this but certainly as Skyler said a couple of weeks ago, you know, 125 to one placed is is better than trying to get a 10 to one win at home, win only. So, yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Is we're not going to sit here and even start this podcast by suggesting a long shot can't win it, but they're trying to 
trying to find any confidence in that happening. It's not like, you know, Phoenix, we felt quite confident about a couple of long shots. Pebble, you always do because there's always a bit of a chance. I think there's a bit of an equaliser playing across three courses. This is one stern quality test. And like you say, last week, Daniel Berger first, Spieth and Cantley third, Casey fifth, Jason Day seventh. You know, they were the top in the betting, weren't they? Um, even though like you say Kevin Strillman was their 13th place, should have been better. He was a very popular pick in a, you know, towards the top of the betting. So there wasn't there wasn't that many surprises come the end of the week. You had Nate Lashley went on a run, um, but he played well the week before, so it's not entirely, you know, out of the run's possibility. And then you've got likes of Russell Knotts, Cameron Tringali, or guys at T to Green generally put themselves into position on a decent golf course. So there wasn't anything that surprising. Maverick McNeely, I suppose, making a bit of a run. But at the end of the day, Daniel Berger did what he needed to do. Um, like we've said a hundred times on this podcast, he's brilliant, isn't he, Daniel Berger? Mm. Um, exceptional player. And and that might actually warm in towards Patrick Cantley, although he's uh, you'll never know what he's thinking. Um, you know how good he is at golf, so that's all that really matters, isn't it? But we'll go on to this week, mate. We'll go. Obviously, Dustin Johnson is the worthy favourite. You can't you can't say anything. Uh, he's a previous winner here. He should have probably had another one or two anyway. Um, he's now got that win at Augusta that everyone likes to correlate so nicely to this event, rightly so. But you just look at his course form. And he, you know, obviously been out, he's missed a cut in 2013. Since then, he's got two seconds, a win, a uh, fall for six, whatever. You know, he's, he loves it here, doesn't he? Proper course for him. Um, I think actually helps his chances that he pulled out a pebble last week after all that travel from Saudi Arabia. Um, but he's actually almost the same price as he was in Saudi, which is which makes you think whether he was overpriced at Saudi. Certainly makes you think he should have been on, doesn't it? <laughs> um, as we discussed, didn't have entirely his top game um, over at Saudi Arabia. You know, you would be expecting him to yeah, to dominate. I he mean, won't get away game. with that this week, will he? That's he issue. won't get away. No, he won't get away with that this week. That's absolutely right. But equally. The putting's not as important as it was down in Saudi. No. Um, look, yeah, look it's, it's in front of you. It's on tour tips. They're, I don't think there's... When you go for driving distance, screens in reg, which are extremely important here this week, um, doesn't matter whether it's a mix of driving uh, or your approaches, as long as you get that tee to green stack correct and you find greens, um, you can bomb it down here. And then, as is, as is now seems to be the case over the last year... Um, on a lot of these longer courses, you can bomb it down because, you know, the longer hitters are hitting much shorter clubs into small greens. So, um, but with Dustin Johnson, I mean, he finds, he hits it, he finds fairways, he finds the right spot in fairways, he hits greens, he finds the right spot in greens. Um, it's just there are very few double figures on his card when it comes to the stats, and that's a very very scary thing. And, and yeah. this is the thing, isn't it? Is yeah, it's. We, I would never feel confident in like fading him, laying him, whatever it is that people do. Um, the only thing you'd ever say is the only person that ever sort of won at these sort of prizes is Tiger Woods. And you've got to think, and, and to be honest, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility if someone said to me he's playing like Tiger Woods did back in the day. Because he's not far off it, is he? He's he's not that far off. I know, I know it's a ridiculous thing that we don't try and associate with people, but he is playing almighty golf and he has been for a long time now. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, if you look at the top lot of the betting, uh, you know, again, you know, we discussed before we went, went here to record, um, there are only a couple of those that you'd be confident would be hitting an awful lot of fairways. 
from which to take their approaches. Now, it may not matter, but when you have the quality of Dustin Johnson hitting approaches from fairways a long way down, it's, you know, if he does that, the rest are, are really going to struggle to live with him because he makes so few mistakes. I think that's the key. Um, you know, as we go through them, I suppose, you know, we always notice that there's something wrong with their game, whereas there's nothing wrong with Johnson's game. Um, you know, it's just how long can this last? You know, it, it, is he capable of keeping this going for a season? Two? Um, who knows? But but ultimately, he's the one to beat. And every time he turns up, doesn't matter what course it is now. We've been going doing this for a long time. And we go, yeah, he likes his course. Yeah, X doesn't like this course. Dustin Johnson likes every course. Doesn't matter. Yeah, as long as there's uh, a, a tee peg in the ground and a, and a ball at the end of it, he's uh, he's all right, isn't he? Yeah, 13 to, two, uh, 13 to 2 is long gone. Uh, no surprise, really. People lump it on. Bet to nothing, I presume. Um, but we, 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 again, we discussed earlier whether we're too contrary and try to divert away mm. from favourites. I wouldn't put anybody off backing him at any price over 5 to 1. Um, because when you look at the next couple in the betting or the next three or four in the betting there are doubts about them he has none um what price do you want him to be uh, uh yeah look we won't put him up but i would i could watch four days of dustin johnson play at his best and lose i wouldn't care because i just think it's magnificent yeah he's like we were, i can't remember if we were having a discussion or you know what it was but there was someone basically saying that they can't ever seem to warm to dj and kepka because mm. You know, it, it's the sort of boring to watch. I think it was Ollie who was talking to on Twitter, wasn't yeah. it? And but we actually find enjoyment out of just how ridiculously good he is. You just marvel at his his, his brilliance and excellence. He's, he's phenomenal. That is his personality. Is how good he is at it. Um, and I actually think he's quite personal. I think he showed that he he did anyway at uh, at Augusta. Um, you know, maybe not so much Brooks Kepka, but again, I, I quite like Brooks. So um, let's go. Let's, you know, there's nothing really more to say on Dustin, is it? No. If he wins, he wins. You know, you kind of expect it. Then you've got a trio. Well, I suppose the the duo of John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. Um, it's funny. It feels like John Rahm is slightly off at the moment. And then you look at his finishes and his 13th, 7th, 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 2nd, dating back to the Zozo. Um, so he's not that bad, is he? He's... Uh, there's just something about him that, that kind of suggests to me that I don't want to be steaming in at a short price. Um, but, you know, you look at his course form, he's played well here on his two visits, ninth and 17th, a bit like his Augusta record. He's played he's played well without uh, winning. Um, I just can't take him at 12-1 at the moment. No, his irons um, aren't quite as dialed in as they have been in the past. And, and that means I think he's fighting. He's fighting a lot. He's having to scramble really hard. I thought his putting last couple has been shocking he's been missing a lot of parts he's been getting very angry on the greens um this isn't going to help him um he did finish seventh of the farmers which obviously has a very close correlation um in terms of the grass they use on the fairway and uh, um, um and uh, <laughs> sorry on the fairway um on the greens on the rough so so that's a good thing but do, do you not think i think his irons are just he's just not putting it all together um and when you look at the stats and see how prominent um, that greens in regulation stat, that tee to green stat is, I, he is slightly off. He may well, he may well return to form at any time. He's good enough, isn't he? But something was off the last couple, and at, at twelve to one, I mean, he's only doubled the price of Dustin Johnson, who's playing perfect golf. So 
I think not for me. No. I think his irons are fine. I think it's it's his putting, like you said, and and although we've said here that putting doesn't isn't the key sort of thing, I think he's the type of player that if he misses a putt that he really thinks should have gone in, or he, he you know he's bamboozled by a misread or whatever, that seems to linger with him a little bit, and you can't afford that here. Like you can't afford to. You know, if you make a mistake, you've got to move on very quickly. And I, I just don't know if he's in the headspace to do that at the moment. Um, Rory McIlroy, but I don't trust him off the tee at the moment. I think that I don't think he knows where it's going to go. Um, all you ever hear, if you if you watch just Sky Sports Golf and and PGA Tour Live, or whatever, you'd think Rory McIlroy is best driver of the golf ball in, on the planet and untouchable, and he isn't. Like he simply isn't. Like. Dustin's far and away better than Rory off the tee, I think, at the moment. Yeah, interestingly, he was... I mean, go back to the Farmers, which I'm taking quite a big view of. Um, 68th driving accuracy, mm. first greens in reg. Um, whether that was helped by that terrific final round, um, I presume it must have been at, at some point. But, yeah, it, it doesn't look... It, 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 again, we've been saying it for the last few weeks. There looks to be something not quite right. I mean, his game certainly certainly suits here, um, and it wouldn't surprise me. But again, you know, at twelve to one, if it comes to a head-to-head against DJ, you, you just feel he's going to out accuracy him, for want of a better word. It's, it's you know, there's something hard. about him. It's 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 DJ's got nothing to prove anymore. No. It, it's 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 a walk in the park for him every single week. Um, whereas Rory, I think, now is getting to a stage where, you know, perhaps he does have to do something a bit special. Do you see Rory having a period of golf that Dustin Johnson's having now in his future? Um, no, because, like we say, continue, there are so many people coming through now. Um, you can start, I mean, look, even look like somebody like Brooks Kepka looks like he's coming back to form. And then you look at the Hovlands and, okay, Morikawa, who's been slightly forgotten about, but shouldn't be. Um, those They're all coming through, aren't they? So, no, I don't. Uh, I, I'm amazed that, that Dustin Johnson is, is dominating as much as he has. Well, because that's the thing, isn't it? We, we, we kind of, we keep saying now, and, and so does many people, that they can't really be a dominant player because of how good the level of golf is at the moment and how deep, the talent level is. There is, isn't there? That's the thing. But Dustin, <laughs> but Dustin is dominating it. Yeah. And and the reason I ask is just because Dustin's at thirty six and it looks like he's, well, he's never going to play better than this in his life. Um, and Rory's got another five years before he gets there. That maybe things just happen in his life where he, get, you know, his kid grows up and he rededicates himself. I don't say he's not dedicated, but has a different outlook and a bit calmer about things. I just, I don't know. I, I, it's hard. I mean, the thing is, it's hard. Like he's top five at the Masters, top ten at the U.S. Open, the Tour Championship, third at Abu Dhabi, thirteenth at Phoenix when he was nowhere really, was he until final days? So he was a bit slightly flattered. Um, you know, and we're having a game. Yeah, it, it's it that's really what I mean. He's is, so good. It's same with Ron. Really isn't it? is. You know, a couple of shot turnaround in a couple of rounds, and uh, you know, it'll fall over the line, but. Yeah, you know, we all know he should have done better. Certainly, you know, watching the European Tour, he should have done better at the Abu Dhabi anyway. Um, He doesn't convince, but it wouldn't surprise you, would it? I mean, let's take Dustin Johnson out. Then we have a really competitive, you know, top of the field, don't we? Mm. Um, Really, really difficult one to call because 
there's something wrong about every single one of them or something not quite perfect about every single one of them and i think that's what makes it exciting doesn't it because one day they they do you know they will turn it around and they will hit four rounds that, that are close to their perfection and, and it'll be good enough to win so we, are we scared of one player don't know at 12 to 1 you don't want to be on but if we're just talking can you see him winning i can't but it's no surprise is it i think like would he be so if you if you could pick five people irrespective of price someone just said to me give it a five people that are most likely to win this week is rory in that top five no hmm. there you go then but i think Thank that you, the 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 performance he put in at Tory Pines is probably indicative of what he'll do this week. I think he'll play really well. It looked like he's there, and ultimately fall short. I just, I just think he'll top ten maybe, um, and it will look like a decent week. And it'll be a couple of shots here and a couple of shots there. What he could have done. And I just maybe he just needs the fans back. If that's that's the narrative they keep pumping out, I don't know. But we'll move on. Xander Schauffele, he is ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous how good he is like when we talk about how good Finau is without winning I know Xander's obviously won multiple times so it's not really the same sort of argument but if you if you count his tour championship win if you like first fifth second 17th 17th fifth second second he's had three seconds in the space of his last six events yeah and, he should have won should have won last time and if every single one of his uh, statistics is perfect, like you say, and and like you say, you know, he shot six shots worse than Brooks Kepka did on the final day to lose by one. That's how that's how obvious his chances were of winning. He literally had to just break par, and he would have won, or at least tied. It it was it was a bad final day. It's the only time where I've sat there and gone, that is, he he choked that way. Like that was a complete choke. Does that is the is that the difference between him turning it around? Does he need that wake up call to go? Okay, we well, can't do that again. That cannot happen again. Whereas other times, because there's a couple of bits of excuses that you can make, and someone else trumps him, etc., etc. This was all on him. He had complete control of that event and didn't do it um, because his course form here is fine. It's got worse every year, but it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, it was a very bad um, decision, pull, hook, whatever you want to call it, on was it 17, 17, wasn't it, at yeah. Phoenix? Yeah, 17 at Phoenix. Should have been, at, we discussed this last week, should have been absolutely nowhere near, a, um, near the water, really. It was, it was, it's, I'm saying it's not an easy shot, but it's not, it's not a horrendously difficult shot. It was hardly blown an absolute gale from right to left. I mean, OK, um, Jordan done exactly the same thing, but... We knew he was going to do that, didn't we? Because Jordan's got no, no idea of where the ball's going off the tee. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a bad effort. But should you judge him on that? I mean, like you say, 66, 64, 65, going towards that final round. Um, well, yeah, he the argument, well. he, basically. Did, he did go. He went away early. He came back again. Um, and yeah, he was given the chance. Brooks kept going, but Xander fought back. And and seventeen really was a birdie hole. Um, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Xander you know I am um, I still think he'll win the Masters <laughs> if DJ doesn't turn up um, and, and I don't see how you, you know 
he's very very difficult to knock the only thing i'd say is he doesn't have silly to say he doesn't have the standout correlative form that that some others have but my god he's got form and wins and top fives in top top grade events so yeah he's brilliant he has the perfect profile he's always tea to green yeah he's He's good at everything (laughs) he's in every tea to green um you know stat that you can possibly see um and he has been for two three years now he's always top 30 in greens and reg um and he's more he's a pretty solid putter although um yeah we'll see he, the only thing, that, the only thing that would would worry me a little bit is if he, if he does have a weakness, it's his around the green play, isn't mm. it? It's his chipping, uh, which can be suspect at times. Um, and I don't think he's it's, sorry. It's not great. I don't think he's great putting. He's, he's not going to be that important this week. No. Um, he's got to hit. You know, he's got to hit greens. Yeah. I, again, you know, I'm a, I'm a massive fan. He, he doesn't shift from 14 to 1 does he Whenever, whatever week he plays no. and that's that's indicative of the quality that he's got um, it's a big 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 top top of the board here this week isn't it this is major league stuff the one player I haven't thought about in this top sort of lot is Justin Thomas like, I literally just haven't even considered him and and he chucked one away against when JB Holmes won um, he should have won this event think he was probably put off a little bit by delays and and the slow play of jb whatever you can make any excuses you like at the end of the day threw it away um i just haven't even thought about him at 12 to 1 not quite appearing in the in in the sort of list as high up as he he has done in the past is he no um we've said we think there's something not quite not quite there at the moment with him and and therefore if you think that you can't be playing at twelve, can you? Oh, it's just he's got that distraction. He's still, it's still looming. It's still something that people keep bringing up, despite the fact it happened. No, he, was, he had he, he had no, issues no, no. before was, that, didn't he? Before that, there were yeah, yeah. Um, before that there were there were issues. You know, we were saying it. I said at the PJ you know, Championship, he looked miserable. Yeah, I mean, it's not that he's playing badly. It's just he hasn't got that that assassin instinct anymore, is it? Or you know, for whatever reason. But you know that can turn up at any time. But like we say, this is a top grade event, isn't it? And you know, we'll see. Patrick Cantlay, I, I just I cannot get away from him this week because I normally am very I scrutinise him a lot. Uh, I always used to say sixteen to one was ridiculous, and and he would have been that price for this event last year. But now he's playing. Probably what second fiddle to DJ at the moment in the world, in terms of consistency. Um, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? I know he hasn't got the job done a couple of times where he's had the chance to. Probably, you know, could have got the job done at the Americas. Well, he shot sixty-one at the Americans for X to get even in in chances, didn't he? Um, and Siwoo Kim went there and won it. But he probably should have done better over the weekend. I'd say last week couldn't quite get the putts to drop, could he? I don't even think he was putting terribly. He just didn't drop for him. But he's got a second and a third. 13th at the tournament championship is disappointing. And then he, and he's only going back four events. So he won the, the Zozo. So I, I just think, you know, when you, for me, when you look at the statistics for this, it's obviously all about greens and regulations, which we always talk about. But you're going to miss those greens because they're small. And his around the green play has been fantastic of late. Um, he's seventh in this field over the last 15 weeks, and strokes going around the green. 
audience tour tips. So that for me was one of the biggest things that stood out that I I generally consider Cantley's short game as his issue and it's in good nick at the moment. Yeah, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. Um, over the weekend, I mean, there was hundreds of people on him, wasn't there? He was like the Twitter bet, wasn't he? Cantley, I think it seems like the amount of people that were on him. Um, I can't argue with you. He's, he's hitting the ball absolutely beautifully. Um, his irons are dialed in. He was he was hitting the right parts of the green over the weekend, and yeah, but he, he was probably slightly unlucky. Um, you know, hit a load of putts that that just missed. Um, had the speed correct on the majority of the time, hitting the right parts of the greens. Didn't matter. Uh, he didn't play in the farmers. I know we like the farmers' um, correlative form. Didn't matter. He's got nothing there anyway. Um, you know, the three three events that I like. Um, seem to tie in with a lot of the winners and a lot of the prominent players here. Um, the obvious one is the Travellers. If you look at Bubba Watson, obviously won both three times. Uh, Memorial and, and uh, Farmers. And um, he's got form at all three of those and, and he's in cracking form. And he was a great junior and, and he's now beginning to, you know, I think we spoke about Cantley. I think he, when we started this podcast, I think I was going on about about Cantley every week. But now he's beginning to show it. Um We'll see what happens when he's in a dogfight. Um, yeah, with with some good players, but he's certainly appears to be major standard, doesn't he? So, yeah, I agree with you. I eighteen to one earlier on. I know there's a few on him, um, but yeah, he's he's, he's driving an iron play. He's dialed in, and that's perfect for here. And he's long, so can't argue. Absolutely can't argue. He's a major player, uh, playing a major course. So, yeah. The other thing that I think might serve him well which you know might sound ridiculous for someone of his age but he does have back problems like he has to get to the course ridiculously early to to get that sort of uh process started of warming up etc and it's going to be that bit warmer here you know he was all wrapped up in yeah. jumpers and everything at Tory at, at pebble beach last week um obviously isn't the warmest start to the year and i just think that maybe just because he's obviously a california kid as well just a bit of creature comforts um anything to kind of make him look a little bit better sticks out to me i just you know he's got a full fear you know three years ago isn't he and he's not disgraced himself since he's was he 15th and 17th um all very solid i just can't see him not being around and if he's around and you, you know if you're betting each way at top eight I mean, his best finish here was that 2017 and, and he had a reasonably disappointing final day but that was the year Bubba won, and Bubba's a core cool specialist. So, yeah, I, ju- I just don't see... I think that he's been this sort of price for years, or the last couple of years, especially at every other event, and, and I found it short, and now he's in the form that sort of justifies it. He's still the same price. Yeah, I, I, like I say, yeah, absolutely can't argue with you. I mean, he's, he, what price was he last week? Was he about this price last week? He, well, he was, he was about 10, oh, could, wasn't he? he was, yeah, I think, you know, he was 10, wasn't he? And then yeah. DJ got... Um, yeah, yeah. Then DJ withdrew, so um, I know it's a, a, a sort of a stronger field, but he certainly looks a lot more reliable and a lot more likely to perform than, you know, maybe somebody like Ram or Justin Thomas. Um, so yeah, absolutely, I, 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 I agree with you. Eighteen to one, top eight, or sixteen to one even top eight. Um, it's pretty looks. Well, the, the we even, shouldn't say it, but it looks pretty safe. Yeah, the even kill sort of thing that I always take the mick out of him for, for the fact you can never tell what whether he's happy, sad. He could, he could have the same face where he made a double burger or an eagle. But that probably suits him for a course here, where it's just metronomic and you want to just hit greens and 
it, it just strikes me as a as a Cantley course and, and hopefully it kicks on yeah I mean the other thing sorry just to just to throw him in and, and I'll throw Xander in at this as well is um, the par fives around here yeah um, if you're going to make if you're going to make a score par five is important um, just to bore you for a minute or two longer than I normally do uh, 2020 of the sort of top seven in par five performances they finished second fifth tenth thirteenth 2019 second and fourth 2018 fourth and three tied ninths um in 2017 uh, of the top six par five efforts fourth second and fourth and 2016 eighth fifth second and first so um hugely significant um last three months again according to tour tips for the par par five performance um you've got xander is tied second um after 16 rounds and patrick cantley is 13th um so anybody that appears in the par five performance that is finding fairways that is finding greens and that has a short game he's going to make his score isn't he he's going to make, he's going to make four five six under on those par fives and, and he looks tidy enough to save you know disastrous things like double bogeys so yep 18 to 1 16 to 1 looks absolutely fair why not get on absolutely uh bryson i won't get you to talk about but these obviously had that fifth place here last year so it'd be, it'd be interesting to watch because um of, of how much it matters about bombing it down and and not you know not caring after that to be honest with you mm. um yeah you know we can all have a laugh when he's when he's um when he's putting well he's doing all right with his putting at the moment isn't he so yeah we'll see what happens when it counts brooks obviously came back at the phoenix in a big way makes that eagle on 16 in traditional brooks fashion gets the job done um we were speaking off air. It'd be interesting to see what he does because the miscut came years ago when you know he wasn't the player he is now, um, and the forty third obviously last year is the only real sort of thing we've got to go by, isn't it? This course. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. He was he was gone when he anyway, most of you know. Mm. So um, yeah, fascinating. Like we like I said last week, I I can't wait for the day that Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson are in the final two ball. In, well it will be a significant tournament because one of them won't turn up but if it's not um, so yeah absolutely you know, is, I, is he too big because you know it's, we're talking about a tie 43rd finish no, the 45 to 1 was too big when he won yeah of course it was but it, you know he's in that week so he shot 74 in the final round to, to fall down the leader or 73rd second round 69 and 68 otherwise you know and that was like you say when he wasn't in the form that you know that he's used to it just shows that he can get it round and 45 to 1 was just completely wrong i don't know why you know obviously sky was on here and, and gave it did he and yeah and we should have done but i i still think there's probably some juice in it I'd, i i prefer another one that's a similar price but i just it'd just be interesting like you say to see how he gets on with it yeah another one that doesn't have the standout i mean interestingly obviously that he's won the phoenix twice um, I know we said there's, there doesn't seem to be any reason, and, and you rightly commented maybe it's just being informed. Yeah. Um, but the fact remains that JB Holmes won both. Um, Aaron Badley yeah. won both. James Hans and played well. Hans, Hans played well at Phoenix. I think could have won one year before dropping away. And this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so you know that's interesting. He doesn't have standout form at, at the other sort of correlative courses. When I when I say standout for these players, I'm, you know, I'm talking top fives. Um, 
but yeah, it's Augusta though, doesn't he? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he's back, um, like I say, it'd be fantastic to see him and DJ going down the thing. We'll see what happens. If he carries it on, then we know we've got a player for Augusta. Yeah. Tony Finau, I cannot. I just there's not enough time for the podcast to talk about Tony Finau anymore. Um, Daniel Berger, fantastic last week, as we said. I don't like him for this course this week, but any thoughts on Daniel Berger? Uh, it would be extremely difficult to to do what he did and then um, come out and and contend this week. Um, no, we're waiting for the uh, and we're waiting for the Charles Schwab and the and the Travers and all that lot yeah. to come about and and, then, and the US you know, Open maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's your one, isn't it? Doesn't yeah. like a US you know, Open, doesn't he? The Honda, the Honda, the Schwab, the Heritage. That that's the that's the Daniel Berg courses which is why we're so upset that he won last week but <laughs> he was brilliant wasn't he he was he was, he was absolute perfection even after falling in the bunker and rolling around yeah and... but he, he didn't lose it did he you know when he made a mistake he was ultimately professional you know I'm not comparing him to someone like Lashley because for one of them a win is so significant um, but you know you look in fact to be honest look at John Rahm he, he you know there we are you've got two very very high quality players but when Ram misses a putt, you know he's missed a putt, and it affects him for ages. And and you know, Berger it doesn't. And uh, it was absolutely professional. Um, I can't believe we started talking about him when he was like, I don't know, 150th in the world or something. Mm-hmm. And now he's uh, 13 and probably on his way to a top 10. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But no, it wouldn't look to be his type of thing, would it? No, absolutely not. Let's go to your to your first pick then. Victor Hovland, yeah. Yeah. Um, he was the one that, that instantly caught my eye when I was doing this. The problem, obviously, is that it does help to have a run round here. Hmm. Uh, everybody that's won, has, or virtually I think everybody that's won, has had at least a decent finish round here. Um, the the plus point is, obviously, that second at the Farmers, which was his first look round, round Torrey, I think. Um, if it wasn't, he'd missed the cut the first time. I can't, yeah, I t- spoke to you about my notes earlier. Yeah. Absolutely, dis- no, I don't, absolutely think, I don't I think it was a debut, isn't it? It was a debut. So, so you know, he played well. He obviously had a fantastic chance to beat Pat Reed, but he he overshot the the green on 14, I think it was for the second day, and that that stymied him really. Um, but like 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 so many of these, but we were saying the same thing about Morikawa before he won the PGA. You know how impressive these these kids are. Um, Ovalon was seventh, Tita Green at the Farmers. Um, which I think is significant here. Fifth in approaches, so everything was right with him. Um, again, you know, if you want to go the old style set, six in greens in reg, fifth in driving, actually fifteenth in distance. So everything was dialed in. So he'll be sitting next to DJ on the fairway, trying to find these small greens. Love him as a putter normally. Um, yeah, look at what he did at Saudi. He, he, you know, it, it's amazing to think that he lost three and a half shots and DJ actually gained, given the amount of birdie putts that DJ actually missed but generally you know everything about Hovland is extremely solid um, he is a major player there's no question about it um, he's going to be contending definitely in the Masters US Opens more than likely um, can almost easily see him win the PGA that's that's you know that's he, he's better than the PGA standard if you like yeah, um, yeah he's, a, he's a proper proper player um his stats tell you everything. He's not scared of winning. Uh, he's not scared of contending. Um, it is that course experience. It's whether he does exactly what he did at the Farmers. 
which is overshoot the wrong green, go for something. You know, we found it with, again, with Lashley and with, um, I mean, Spieth actually made some bad errors of judgment uh, with distance control over this weekend. Um, can't remember who else shot, shot overshot 16. Oh, Strillman, wasn't it? Yeah. Abbott Strillman. He overshot 16. These are mistakes you can't do, not in this class, because you're going to be losing, you know, a shot or two on that one hole. And it's, it's to players that just know the course a little bit better. Having said that, I don't think we'll see 31 about Victor Hovland um, in in sort of three months' time for many regular events. Um, and I'd much rather have him than a couple of the, certainly more than Fee now. Um, I'd, I'd probably take him over Thomas as well, the way the way JT's playing at the moment. So, yeah, I thought 31 was very, very fair. Like I say, the stats are important and he, he fits the bill in every single one of them and he's an improver. So, I've got nothing else to say about him, really. No. The only, my only concern, like I said with Xander, is, is the around the green is his weakness, and that can be exposed at Riviera, especially on a mm-hmm. debut. That would be my only concern, but I think that's factored into the into the price because, you know, he's bigger than Tony Finau. He's the same price as Daniel Berger, who's, I would say, equally as talented, if not more talented than, even though I like Daniel Berger a lot. Um, yeah, so I, he... I, I think it's a good price. Sorry, so it'd be interesting to see if he learns from the farmers. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what I mean? I think he's he's young enough. You know, you look at you looked at if you looked at some of the you know late thirty year olds or something like that that may have calls for him around here. Yeah, you'd look at them and go, they're very solid. But you know, they, what they know is what they know now. Whereas I, I think Hovland it looks the type of player that will learn from it. Um, so he's got experience of the rough. He's got experience of the grit. You know, some dodgy greens. Um, and we'll just see how he, how he does it. I just thought 31 was was very fair, top eight. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be happy enough to to roll along. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go with the other one, Colin Morikawa. I just thought I'm you know just like Catrick Cantley, I'm very um, scrutinising a lot. I, I think that they're generally too short in the betting. Um, but for me, I mean, Colin Morikawa fits the bill here perfectly. It's all about your approach play isn't it how how we hit the greens and for me there, there was two key areas of of distance if you like and it was 175 to 200 yards is where you're going to take most of your approaches from and, and he leads the tour in that i know it's a relatively short sample size over this season um where he's number one but he was seventh last year as well which suggests that is just what he's good at um and for me as well just the fact that he's around the green play has been good like that you know you always sort of it's generally his putting isn't it his putting is a problem but his strokes going around the green the last time he played he was he led the field uh, he's been third in in the last 15 weeks as well so in the field at the moment he's eighth over the last 15 weeks uh, on tour tips uh for around the green and i just thought that was a really stick out point for me tied 26th on debut uh here 12 months ago which again sort of just really caught my eye because i remember him playing everyone because it was sort of when he's was at the hot the peak of his hype if you like um, and he opened with a 73 and closed with a 73 and that sort of cost him because he had a 67 68 in the middle rounds and you can kind of forgive the opening 73 because it's his first look isn't it first look in tournament conditions and then the final 73 could be a case of you know being in the hunt so for me having you know since he's played here he's then won the pga championship the work day um you know he's two top sevens already at the start of the year in uh, Hawaii. He was disappointed in Dubai, but I think we kind of 
almost predicted that, didn't we? We sort of said that, you know, you need to know what you're doing over in Dubai and, and some of the Americans would struggle, and he, and he did. Um, so for me, I just thought he was a, a fair price this week. And like you say about Victor Hovland, you know, these these are prices you don't generally get about these already uh, in most weeks. And I don't think they'll be much longer if either of them play well this week. Yeah, I mean, he, to be honest, he's, he's not for me. Um, be interesting match bet, wouldn't it, really? Hmm. Um, he may have the advantage having had the run. Um, well, that was that was my that was my main thing really is the absolutely. fact that he's been out there and proved it and you know it just he's a California kid again, um, whether that whether that means anything in this day and age I don't know but thirty to one don't normally it doesn't normally stand out to me in the betting but he did this week. No, fair enough. Jordan Spieth, this will be the you know this will be the real test to see where his game's at. I think um, this is not a course that he obviously automatically plays well at he has done in the past um, he's, he's got a full point of ninth here but he's generally even at the peak of his powers has had some bad weeks here so if he can play well this week I think you can sort of get excited about him I think the last two weeks are going to be wonders for his confidence and that's all that really matters at this point um, the other bits will come his iron play is back to, to his best I think um, his putting is, is getting there He's showing signs. His chipping's okay, but he, like you say, he made a couple of lapses in judgment last week. There's one very telling point where he sort of said to Greta he wanted to go over club, and and Greta wasn't very happy about it, but let him get on with it because he was so confident, and he came up short and yeah. it cost him. Um, but that's but it's good. It's good that he's got that confidence to go for it. I think that's a positive thing that he, he wants to stick to it. Um, but I, you know, I think this would be too tough of a event for him in the in the current predicament. Yeah, it be interesting to see what his final stats are this week because he will be surely ranked low in... Um, driving accuracy. Yeah, driving accuracy. <laughs> yeah, off the tee and driving accuracy. And, and you know, to get those, to get that um, tee to green ranking that he keeps getting, his, his irons have to be dialed in. Um, his stats are actually really impressive, aren't they, on the approaching, mm. considering what we've had to, had to watch over the past year. Um, yeah, it will be very, very interesting to see. I mean, his diamond putting isn't, isn't going to be isn't going to be such an asset is it really here no. um yeah we'll see we'll see what he does um didn't do anything at the farmers in particular you know went around okay at the easiest course or the easier course should i say um we'll see what happens i mean it, it's supposed to be nice weather isn't it so um it will be down to you off the tee you're not gonna be blaming crosswinds or anything like that for your tee going flying all over the place is he long enough for that not to matter He's going to be no. taking. He's going to be taking a, a, a couple of clubs longer, isn't he, than some of the really big hitters? And like we say, you know, with some of them absolutely dialed in at the moment, it's it's going to be a real struggle, I think, for him to win. He's had two chances to win recently, hasn't taken them. He's, no. I'd rather have Hovland, but you know, um, but roughly the same price. But yeah, look, it's it's good. Like everyone says, it's good to have him back. It's, it's the intrigue, isn't it? The fact that we're even talking about how he's going to play this week and how he how he's looked over through 54 holes the last two weeks is is kind of exciting, and that's all that really matters. I just don't think this is a, I don't think it's ever been the best course for him, and it isn't going to be with his current uh, problems. Adam Scott is obviously got obvious claims, defending champion, um, perfect profile for this event. One at Augusta. Um, I know you're not a fan, but the, the price is there, isn't it? 
It's very fair if you if you mm. yeah, it's very fair if you're going to pick a if previous you're a winner. If you're a fan, you're going to back you're going to back him, aren't you? He's playing well, isn't he? Yeah, he's playing better than his um, final results are. Like I said a hundred times, I can't watch him putt because um, yeah, I, I don't can't watch him watch putt. Himself putt but... <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't want to watch himself putt. No, think. well, Sergio doesn't watch him putt, does he? But um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I'm not a fan, but I respect that he he has a chance. It'll be interesting to see how how some of the I say older. Um, but some of the more experienced uh, previous winners go, you know, just couple down. You've got one of your favourite players, um, couple down in this. It's been interesting to see how they go. But Scott is actually playing really well, um, and as I say, his putting may not matter that much this week um, if he can keep getting it on the greens. And you know, he hits the ball and it's accurate, and he, he's a good iron player. He's not for me, but yeah, fair respect. But that, I'm that's not probably why it suits him, isn't it? Because when you hit the smaller greens here, you haven't got as, you know, you've generally got a decent range part, and he's better off on the longer range, yeah. and he probably knocks a few more of them in. Hideki Matsuyama finished 20th, yeah, so yeah. we can yeah. skip past him. Yeah. Uh, Bubba Watson, 45-1, to 1, yeah. is fine. It's absolutely fine. He's a three-time winner here. We know he just plays his courses well. Um, he was in really good form. He was so disappointing for me at the Augusta. Uh, really really kind of surprised me how poor he was there but I think like you've alluded to a couple of times I think it just put him off that it wasn't the same it wasn't, wasn't the same no. it, the, you know the fact that he was sort of the ball was stopping and things like you know he's used to his creativity around there and that was all negated there was no fans there there was no now it just he's the type of person who gets put off by that very quickly doesn't he um, Mr. Cutter Tory Pines not a massive disaster 22nd at the Phoenix is one of his courses and after a slow start 68, 69, 65, final round. It was just enough to draw me back in at 45 to 1. Eight places. Yeah, Bubba, isn't it? Yeah. You know, um, he's either going like to place or withdraw, so it's kind like, of... Like you say, you know, he, he turns up the same courses all the time. You can't get much better than winning the Masters, uh, winning here uh, three times, winning the Travellers three times. Um, it's, it's Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix as well. I mean, he has the the creative form it's just a shame he's he's uh, so unpredictable really um yeah. but the weather will be better like you rightly alluded to i think um he, he wants his creativity is sort of nulled by um, certain conditions which bring the others right into it. it it'd be really interesting to see what he does i mean you know what Bubba's like when he misses the fairway we have no idea what he's going to do he can <laughs> he can land it on a sixpence or he can He'll fly the green or make it do something absolutely ridiculous. It's you know it's Phil Mickelson on acid, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought forty-five was fair. There is no improvement there. I mean, it's boring to say it all the time, but there's no. We know what Bubba's doing, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. And and quite honestly, you know, if he's thirty-fifth at halfway, don't expect him to, you know, start trying to challenge because he won't. Um, but yeah, look, yeah, fair play to him if he returns to back to what he was doing before. You know, getting you know five, six, seven shots on tee to green, hitting these small greens. He loves it. Yeah, I, look, Tom, you know, I, I can't knock him. He's one of your favourite players. Um, he's fantastic to watch when he's right. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I think if it was one of those ones where he was typically sort of like his twenties and twenty fives and thirty threes, whatever maximum price is here, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But I just think there's enough mm. juice in it uh, yeah. this time around. This. Now, this period, and we will move on shortly after this to, to wrap things up quite quickly after, but 
this this range, I think if you're ever gonna if you're gonna challenge the top of the betting, you got Scotty Scheffler at fifty to one, who I think will improve on last year's performance. Um, the only concern with him is his iron play isn't great. He had a sort of change of clubs not so long ago, um, which I don't know. That's kind of him getting used to, but he was right there, wasn't he, in Phoenix um, alongside Xander Schauffele and Jordan Spieth. Sure, yeah. Poor final round, it has to be said. Um, still only finished three off the pace. He shot 67, 65, 66. So he was he was pretty special. And then top 30 here last year on his debut. There wasn't anything to really suggest he loves the place, but there was enough to say that he's, he can play around here, and that's all that really matters. Talking at the start of the podcast from last year, you, you we were all over him, weren't you? You know, mm. all over his perfect profile for this. And... If he was, if he was in the statistically the way he was last year, he'd have been right off everyone's list. I think it's only because he's tailed away this season. Um, but in terms of the the 450 to 500 yard par fours, he's up there. Par four scoring in general, he's up there. Just a little bit of concern over the iron. So I don't know if I might try and see if he drifts on Betfair to any sort of price. Um, Joaquin Neiman, I think, will improve on uh, a miscut and a 44th or 43rd. I think it is here. Uh, the miscut was on the number. Special talent, isn't he? Another one, isn't he? What, what, I just don't know what you can do. These, you run out of things. You run out of things to say about these players, don't you? Yeah, they're so good. You don't. You, the worry, the thing is, they can't all be that good. And, and I genuinely mean that. One of these is going to go missing, and we're not going to see him ever again. Yeah. They'll be on the corn ferry, and they won't win, and that'll be it. Um, which one? I've got no idea. Um, like I say, I, I've, I've started to warm massively to to Hovland. Um, uh, and I'll be sticking with him for, for a considerable period, I think. But yeah, Neyman is um, a good player, isn't he? What else? What else? What else can you say? You know, um, his course form isn't brilliant, is it? But he's improving every year. Uh, every every time he steps on the golf course, it's there. Yeah, you know, he finds greens for fun. We'll see. I, I'm a bit. I don't get I don't get grabbed by him as much as a, a couple of the others. But I, you know, I respect his his chances. He wouldn't be for me, but it'd be interesting to see how he develops. Um, you know, looking on to you know next year and the year after. Yeah, the only slight concern is the little period he's had off in between after finishing back to back seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that would put me off a little bit. Mark Leishman, I spoke mm. to you earlier on. Yeah. Um, two top fives in his last uh, five appearances here, and and if he's anything like what we think that he's getting back to his best, then. Uh, He's a player, you know. He's won Tory Pines last year, yeah. which you love. Exactly. 18th yeah. last week, uh, last yeah. time in uh, Tory Pines as well. It, you know, he he appears to be back to what we know of Mark Leishman, but he he's never going to rank highly in every single statistic you want to look at. He's kind of a scattergun approach, isn't he, on that? But he's gritty and he, and and he gets the ball around and he knows how to win, not only in this sort of course but this sort of event. He can beat big time players. He can win prestigious events as he has done already, um, and you're getting a, a major price to him at 55s and 60 to one at eight places. Yeah, I sort of. I know he's not the same sort of player, but I regard him as like the Patrick Reed that can actually play Riviera. Um, if he's there, he won't go away, will he? No. You know, he's he's you know when he's right, um, scrambling, he's demon. It's a shame it's not worse weather because I always I always have Leishman in as a, a better player in in poor weather um 
but you know, given given that he's you know, but Australians do well here, don't they? Um, yeah, fine record. Yeah, they like the greens. They're good from from around the greens on, on these sorts of um, tough grasses. Uh, like you say, in it, it's so. This is a fantastic tournament. Sixty six is very fair. I know you was putting him up at what forties and forty fives, I think, recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a harder tournament, isn't it? But yeah, eighteenth at Torrey Pines is is perfectly reasonable. And and you know, if he's on, there's a lot of players will get tired from having to to play from rough lies, and he won't. Again, yeah, he's, you know, he's 18th. Again, at yeah. Torrey Pines, looked like it was never going to be any better, did it? He never really got going, which is obviously maybe a little bit of an off-putting thing. But big price. Another person here, Max Homer, yeah. is he's you know he's yeah. all over it. I know he's he's always a name that sticks out because of who he is. He's been a popular follow on Twitter, and everyone he kind of he goes on every podcast imaginable except for ours. Uh, you know he he generally <laughs> seems very likable. Um, and I think that draws people to him. But forgetting all that, he's just in banging form, isn't he? Um, and and he's played well here. He's played well here. He's played well generally in California. He is from California. Went to uh, college at Cal. So he was unlucky last week as well. So I, I think it's hard when he's the same sort of price as these other people in this range. But his form suggests he should be as well. I really like him. I, I he he was the first one that I texted you about last week. Yeah. When we went into Pebble Beach, um, and I was really gutted that I wasn't on, but I just felt it was forty, I think, wasn't he last week? Yeah. Give or take. Um, I just felt that was just about right. No, this is a harder course, but I I don't want him in front. <laughs> that's the that's the key. I've been disappointed when he has it like been really in the mix. Um, I said to you earlier, if you look at his the way he compiles his tournaments it's it's quite scary really when he won his two events years ago on the um corn ferry um the rustoleum which is not from cars um the <laughs> film um he went 46 21 8th then won the bmw pro-am in 2014 39 4 6 1 uh, farmers in 2019 87th to th- yeah, third is that um uh farmers this year 69th to 18th and the AT&T last week, he went from 32nd to 7th over the weekend. Oh, so 2020 here, he went 65th to 5th. So never, ever give up on Max Homer. I love to see a player doing that. Um, you know, we were talking about, I'm not saying Bubba, I mean, Bubba's old and wizened now. But, you know, he's not going to bother trying it when he's 35th at halfway. Homer doesn't stop. He puts in huge birdie runs like we saw over the weekend. He does make mistakes as well. Um I, I don't know if that's naivety or he gets excited or he seems to go on these fantastic runs. He'll do Eagle birdie or something and then do something really stupid the next hole. So maybe it's a temperament thing and he's, he's learning slowly. Um, nothing wrong with a top 20 at the farmers works perfectly well for here. Informed last week at pebble. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he gives himself an awful lot of chances, whether that's the type of, yeah, I mean, I suppose it is actually. The weather's going to be okay, so it will be the type of course that he's going to want. Um, I was looking at him somewhere around. I thought they'd stick him somewhere between 45 and 55. Uh, and I know there was a bit bigger earlier on, a bit of 60-60s. I think 61 top eight is actually really, really fair. Um, I think he belongs here. Whether he belongs in the top echelon is is very doubtful, but he's certainly very, very capable of, of sticking in another top ten and. 
and the form he's in and, and the confidence that he carries after a, a good performance. Yeah, he looked he looked a bet to me. I mean, he's 10th in par five performances over the last three months, which works beautifully um, around here. You know, if he can make his if he can make his score around the par fives and hold on and give himself chances on the others, yeah, I can see him. I can see him being on the front page of the board. With all that said, is he worth just playing halfway or after the first round? Yeah, well, you're a bit buggered because... if you're at 63, aren't you? Yeah, but <laughs> is he going to do that? Day. Is he going to come flying out the gate like that? Do, do you know what? Maybe if you weren't going to play him and you weren't convinced at 60, yeah. then maybe definitely, definitely, you know, if you were going to play him anyway, you play him, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you weren't going to play him, maybe keep your eye on him. He only needs, looking at his record, I mean, again, it's 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 on. Tour Tips is an amazing resource. Um, you can go by position to by round on the menu, type in his name, and it will show you every position, every round of every tournament he's ever been in. And it's quite remarkable, you know, to see to see the amount of times that he kicks on from halfway. So maybe, you know, Don't maybe it. let go first round and, and jump on at silly prices on, on, on Betfair. Exactly, because I'm just looking, he's 168th on tour at the moment in round one scoring. Mm, is he really? Through t- so through 10 first rounds, he's got an average score of 71.3. Down there with Jimmy Walker, so maybe it's just you, you let him have a, a round. And and what I would suggest, that, you know, going back to the tour tips thing, is just see how he's striking the ball in that round one. If he if he struck it well, but had a few bad chips or putts or whatever, it's an attention thing. I think sometimes early on in the week for him. And then maybe once he gets himself into the event and, and warmed up, he just gets better and better and better. And maybe the reason he's not winning is because he's just leaving himself too much to do by the looks of that. But you know, that's just one way of thinking about it. Um, Sergio's got a good record here. Um, he's played. Yeah, it's been a while since he played so well around here, but he's around the greens great. Uh, he's putting all right when he's with his eyes shut, so wouldn't put anyone off of him. And then my two around here would be Carlos Ortiz and Kevin Na. Um, first on Carlos Ortiz, just his course form is very, very good, isn't it? Um, you know, he's he's incredibly solid. Here. He's had four appearances, two 26th place finishes, a ninth and a 20th. So you'd expect with eight places and even 10 places on Boyle Sports that he's worth kind of keeping an eye on um, because he should be someone that could get himself in the mix. He's obviously beaten Dustin Johnson at Houston Open. Not many people can say that at the moment. Um, Kevin Nahr. <laughs> he was incredibly frustrating at the Saudi International. Um but I just think that his price this week just shows how big he was then. Like he was sixty-six to one for that European Tour event. I had, yes, it had Dustin, yes, it had Tony Fee now, but it didn't. Other than that, it was an incredibly weak bottom half of the field. Whereas this is all backed up by super talents, and he's the same price. So that kind of suggests to me that he was, in, you know, wrong price that week because I think he's still, I still think he's juicing the price this week. Yep, you're a Kevin Nell fan. Um... The, the thing, the thing with me for to, him is it took to, him years to, to figure this course out, and then he's got a tenth, a third, a fourth, and a second. Yeah, he has, and, and that's surprising, really. Um, it shouldn't suit him, should it? Because no. it, cause he, he obviously has to do it all on and around the greens, doesn't he? Mm. And that's the risk, is that if that isn't firing, then I'd be concerned. And, and Carlos Ortiz is a little bit the same. He's, he's you know brilliant around the greens, but he does drive the ball a bit better than Kevin Nahr. So there, there are two there for me that... I don't quite know if I want to get there because I think I'd almost rather just take the two that I've taken from the top or three from the top and, and then just have a, a long shot. But they're, they're interesting and worth a note, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, of interest, if, if Ben is listening to this this week, um, you can have 10 to 11 ants <laughs> against all tees because they're both exactly the same price this week. So um, it's funny how ants have sort of drifted from 25. I mean, don't be wrong, Ants is a great player. This is the right price for Abraham Answer, though. It's quite a a good laugh, this one. Um, But they are actually, for the first time ever, I think, the same price. So anybody who wants to bet top Mexican, you can have 10 to 11 each or two this week, and genuinely. Um, Yeah, Ortiz is playing really, really well, wasn't he? Um, Always a nightmare when they finish fast on a Sunday, because you know it's going to, you know, you know it's an eye catcher. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I actually really fancy for last week, and he didn't play. So it'd be interesting to see how he plays. Yeah, he's striking the ball very, very well. I don't like Nar here this week, despite his course form. I think he's going to have too much to do against some absolute raving, you know, masters, genuine masters candidates. Um, but, you know, he's playing well, but he would be for me. But on Ortiz, he's never come in to this event in this amount of form, has no. he? I mean, when he was tied up two years ago, he was 60th at the Waste Management. Um and then when he was tied 26th last year, he was tied 25th at Phoenix. So, you know, the form that he's in with that win, the 14th in Hawaii, even Torrey Pines, he was he played well and drifted away, didn't he? Um, over the, It was just on a Sunday, wasn't it? It was the 78 on the final round. So generally speaking, he's you could argue he's kind of top, nearly top five in the last three of the five events. So he's in great form and, and obviously likes his course. So he would be the one for me over the two. I just I had to get my little Kevin Narpit in there. Um, this <laughs> good tournament, this, isn't it? This, the problem is this now. This we've gone through pretty much everyone on the list so far, haven't we? Yeah, we've got to, yeah, we we've got it. to trim it down, haven't we? But for me, like, if it, there's certain players here now that are hundred to one that I don't think you can win the golf tournament in ninety to one as well. Cameron Tringali is is striking the ball absolutely superbly as he has done for you know a lot of his career, but he seems to be. It's almost like he's got a second half of his career again. It, it looks like he's kind of... Because he's put back-to-back top 20s together. Um, he just looks in great form. And when you look at his record here, it's littered with top 20s. And I think that's probably his... Not his ceiling, because I think he can, he can... He's had an eighth-place finish here anyway. Um, I think he can crack the top 10, but that's probably about what you're looking at with Trincali. Yeah, it might be one of those at a stupid price for... for first round leader he's got a few sort of low 66 60s um in his repertoire recently and he is he is striking it well um i like him but only because he done us a favor once last year um <laughs> but he, yeah he is playing well i've got a circle around him um there must be a reason why i've done it um not a triangle <laughs> do you know what how ah oh, do you know what move it right next <laughs> How have I missed that? Siwoo Kim. I, I think, you know, this is a player that's had a couple of, you know, bad finishes now after his win. But, and he's a player he'd never get right. And this is getting, and some people have been saying this, you know, as soon as he has a couple of bad events, he goes straight back out to 100 to 1. Um, he's more talented than that. Like, just on talent alone. I know he's he's hard to predict. And he's got miscut 50 of miscut. But he, he won four starts ago. He's coming back to an event he's finished third at. Um, the things that you need to do well here, he does well. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought that was quite big. I don't, I don't know. I Whenever it feels like Siwoo Kim makes too much sense, he misses the cut. So I've, that, to me, is what puts me off. 
Um, but I thought it was a big price. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree with you. It's, it's yeah. It's, you know, this, this is so hard, this tournament, I think. Um, there's a case for everybody, isn't there, in some virtually everybody in some way or other. And yeah, I agree with you. 100 to 1, you don't know what he's going to do. Don't know what he is on. Oh, he's actually under. Was he on Betfair? Oh, they're not showing it on Dodge Check at the moment. Um, he's the type of player that could do anything, isn't he? There's, you can't rule him out. Um, didn't do a lot at the, uh, uh, you know, didn't do a lot of the farmers, did he? Um, no. It's just, it's just tough know. to know, know what he's going to do, isn't it? It's the yeah, same. You, it's the same. Cameron Davis again is another one. He's in yeah, excellent I, form. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. T to green, superb. Yeah. Um, come back well over the weekend at Pebble. He's great. Um, you know, on the greens, he's been in good form. T to green's just been superb. And I just we sort of spoke about him a bit last year, and I kind of expected him to win one of those smaller events when he was sort of at the Safeway or the. Whatever he played a Puerto Rico last year when we first started here, I thought he might win something like that, and he hasn't. But he looked really good in contention, didn't he, at the American Express? Played well enough at Tory, played well last week again, and he's played it once and missed a cut on the number. Maybe he needs another look around it. I don't know, but Australians play well here in general. I don't know. It's, it's he's the sort of player that you could easily see crack a top ten here, and eight places, a hundred to one is is fair enough yeah absolutely yeah led led the um, farmers field tee to green tied second in greens and regulation he was good off the tee there like we say there, there is a correlation between them um, tilted at windmills to think that he can possibly contain all those names up front but at the price um, you know given you can have it a top 8 100 to 1 it's a hard ask isn't it for a first win that would be that would be it's, the only thing I would say. Like so you don't need him here. to win at hundred to one. There's so many around here, isn't there? I mean, okay, you've got you've got a you know uh, Jason Cockrack who's got, actually got you know decent form here, um, but he's surrounded with Siwoo Kim. Don't know what he's going to do. Corey Connors, no idea what he's going to do. Burns, you know, I know you like Sam Burns, but maybe not in this maybe not in this class. Um, it's so difficult. Um, I mean, the one that stands out would be Woodland, but um, as the classier of all this lot, really, um, he's not doing, you know, a great deal recently. Um, I like Davis. I, I, I did put him up, um, I, but like I spoke to you earlier, I've got some figures down here, and I don't know where I've got them from. So until <laughs> I work that out, I can't put him up. But it, it's it's take your pick. The, the thing is, do you want ten hundred to one shots running for you, or do you want Patrick Cantley at sixteen running for you? Mm. There's your choice. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those ones where it falls in a trap again. It happens at these sort of events, even WGC sometimes. You look, everyone seems a big price. Like all these people you've been following for the last four or five, six weeks, yeah. everyone that ranks incredibly highly in T to green, uh, suddenly comes up in a strength for this field after a you know a full season, a wraparound Christmas season, whatever, um, and and suddenly everything changes a little bit. And it's just it's hard to know, isn't it? It's hard Major to know time, what's going to happen. Like this is this is major time coming up now. Because you've got another like Henrik Norland is in incredible form, yeah. course debut. Don't that's going to put me off. Taylor Gooch has played very well here in two starts. Uh, big price hits the ball incredibly well. 
big ask. It's just it's just a big ask around here. He's twentieth and tenth actually, Taylor Gooch, um, in two starts, which is which is great. And I think there's a lot of in terms of like uh, we, you know we don't really talk about it on here, but DraftKings. There's a lot of players around here that I'd feel very confident in plugging in the team. Taylor Gooch, Luke List plays very well here um, and plays very well. Tease Green generally every week. Cameron Davis. Those sort of guys, Tringali, are all going to be cornerstones of that sort of team that you're going to have to put together to get the favourites in it. It's just when it comes to betting, what are you looking at? I think there's one further one down the list that's basically a top 20 shout um, for me. And then I think it's just stick to what we said about the top half. Yeah. I mean, my only other one really um, is uh, Mr. Lee. K.H. Mm. Lee. You, yeah. you can do his prop full name, Tom, because you're better than Oh, Kyung Hun. Um, I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I was I was really really impressed with him at the Phoenix. I thought he, he well, he, at the end of the day, he's the one who gave himself a chance to win. It was a thirty footer that he actually putted fantastically well. Yeah. Um, on on the seventy second green, um, it impressed the whole weekend. Um, led the tee to green over there. Um, I know it's the Phoenix, but like we say, we we can't see a correlation other than the fact they're in form and winners of the Phoenix have have come out and won this. Um, top 20 of the Sony actually reads quite well um, in players that have contended here. Um, he's not one that sort of springs to mind when you look at a field, but he's, you know, he's gone 25th, 13th here. Um, so he is improving. He is learning the course. Um, what was interesting for me was that that second at the uh, Phoenix was his biggest, biggest win so far, but his next biggest have been uh, a tied 13th here in 2020 and the tied 13th, the Travellers. And again, they're two courses that absolutely correlate here. Um, when we look at what he did, when he was 13th of Travellers 2019, he came off um, some average efforts, really. Oh, miscuts at the US Open doesn't really matter. But his best really was 37th in his previous five. When he was tied ninth here, oh, sorry, yeah. Um, he was tied ninth at the, sorry, at the Genesis in um, over there in Korea. Um, he came off five miscuts. Um if we go back to what he did here last year when he was 13th, um, again, he came off a miscut of Phoenix, miscut at the Farmers. So he can come off of nothing uh, and do very well. And yet here he is coming off the back of his best ever PGA effort and potentially his best ever career effort. Um, interesting to see if he can follow it up. I've, I've no reason to think he can't other than, you know, his form is never really that consistent. But he just really, really did catch the eye in terms of, well, his accuracy, his iron play, everything about him looked, looked very, very impressive. And he is, he's played 20 rounds on the PJ Tour in three months and he lies fifth in par five performance. Yeah. So if he is as tidy as we think he is, um, you know, or as I think he is then, if you're not going to join in, um, yeah, I'll be really interested to see what he does. I'm not expecting him to win, clearly. Um, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't scared of being up there at Phoenix, and and let, let's see what happens if he if he enters the weekend in the top ten because he doesn't look like he goes anywhere. All right. Well, look, I, you say whether I'm going to jump in or not. I completely agree with everything you said because when you look at the Sony, um, you know his best two rounds come the weekend, 66, 64, and he was 19th there. He was 32nd in the American Express. Um, you know, so it's not just the one week we're talking about at the Phoenix, is it? It's been a accumulation of events he's not like you say he's not the most consistent so i think you want to kind of stand up and take notice of the fact that he's posted three top 32 finishes in four events 
I actually think that's kind of a sticking out point for me because he'd never come into this event in as good a form as he is right now. And he's coming into an event he really likes. I mean, he was only three off the lead after the first round last year. Um, everything suggests that he's capable. That's that's the thing about it. Like you say, the fact that he's not gone away um, when he's had the opportunity. He has won, albeit in, you know, on the Japan Tour and the Korean Tour. It's, it's not it's not a whole lot to go by, is it? But we've seen from what happened at Phoenix, when everyone else was going backwards and then Brooks in, he was one that, that pushed him. And and you don't need much else at 250 odds to one or whatever he is. No, no, he's not quite that big. He's 200 he in one, 201 place, 150. Uh, 150 elsewhere. But yeah, I mean, it'd just be, I, I think that's a fair price to pay um, for somebody who, who may well just be finding his feet. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, Vaughan Taylor is the top 20 shout. We, we, we sort of introduced this top 20 thing last week, didn't we? Um, we've always kind of alluded to it uh, and never really got to it. But he's just, he just likes this golf course. And he, he generally, if you think about the fact that he plays pebble quite well, um, obviously likes this time of year as well. You know, he's... I can't remember exactly how many it is, but his last three starts here, he's 13th, 9th and 20th. He's got two, three other top 25 finishes here as well. Um, generally speaking, if he makes the weekend, he flies up there. Uh, you know, he played well last week, as he has done for you know a number of years at Pebble. So Vaughan Taylor, for me, would be my top 20 shout. I don't know if he's quite good enough to, to get into that top eight um, because he is limited, isn't he, in his ability. Uh, and his skill set for this golf course. But you know what he's going to do. He should be pretty accurate. He's going to give himself a number of looks. Um, and he's had two top 25s in 2021. Yeah. It's very fair. But Taylor's been going for years, hasn't it? It seems like I was like 12 or so when Vaughan Taylor was, <laughs> was appearing on leaderboards. Um, yeah, can't argue with you. Uh, he's 8-1 to one on, on the limited shows that we have for a top 20. Um, and my top twenty, if I if I was going to throw in Luke List, yep. um, who's five to one on on the the one show I think that we've got, not the one show. Obviously, we don't get on that. <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we're not lucky show. enough to go on Nationwide. Tom might remember that one. He's too young. <laughs> no, I'm um, too young for that. Yeah, Luke List, twenty first at the Amex, tenth um, at the Farmers, which was a fantastic effort. Um, top thirty last week at Phoenix. Um, drives the ball an absolute mile, uh, which you know may or may not help here let's see what we you know where he has to play his approaches from um at the farmers led the driving distance was second in greens of regulation um off the tee he was first city green he was fourth approaches he was 15th we know about Luke list he would have won at least another couple now if he was any good um on the greens um but yeah i mean i certainly believe that you know he can he can certainly repeat his uh, 15th place in 2019, 20th in 2016. You know, he's played well. He's made the cup uh, four times out of five with the worst finish of 30th. And that was due to a final round of 75. I think he was sitting inside the top 20, I think, going into that. Um, so, yeah, he'd be my top 20, never near a top six. Definitely not. Um, of the week to match your Vaughan Taylor. The only other one I thought about, the same sort of uh, line of thinking was Sung Kang. Um, yeah, he, he yeah. got mocked horrendously yesterday because he ended up playing with Joel Damon, who outright called him a cheater. And then apparently he told him on the first tee that his friends have been telling him to push him off a cliff, which I thought was quite funny. Um, 
and apparently all is uh, all is made up between those two now. So, but when you look at it, he was second here last year, uh, and before that he had a 64th, but he was 16th, 22nd, and eighth. And and the reason I kind of I've been looking at Kang, I thought I was going to back him last week because he's been working with George Gankus, who's Matthew Wolf's coach, who's this trendy new golf coach on the PGA Tour in general. Um, I think that you may be seeing. The, some stutter in his form because he's getting used to those changes but eventually they're going to bed in and if they turn up at this week in somewhere that he generally plays well then then that'd be someone that'd be worth looking at a 10 to 1 for a top 20 um feels like we've been talking for hours mate we probably have um it's just such a good event isn't it it's hard it is there, there's always going to be someone in this kind of range uh you know 150 200 to 1 where everyone's going to go where did he come from and it will probably look fairly plausible when it comes to it. Matthew Neesmith hits incredible irons, but I don't think he's played here. So, um, you know, there's so many people down here that you kind of, and like I said earlier, it's because you've been following them for so long in recent weeks that you think, oh, they're a great price. And realistically, it's going to be really hard to see them do well. Um, yeah, interesting as Zalatoris plays, isn't it? It is. Yeah, I really hope he plays well. It's a real um, test, isn't it? Slightly disappointing last week, wasn't it? But this should suit him, actually. You know, the the, the trying to find the greens and and the long hitting and that it should be should be perfect for him. Um, I'll just I'll keep getting drawn by another couple of two hundred to one shots, but it's it's almost a waste of time. Um, you just you got some names down there that that kind of caught my. I always thought Carl Stanley should play better than he does here. Ches Reeve. Carl Stanley should play better than he does anyway. <laughs> it's very good tee to green. Um, maybe he should shut his eyes with his putting. Anyway, let's summarise our picks. I mean, I'm going with Patrick Cantlay. Are you, are you on him as well? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, it won't be, won't be anything dramatic, but I can't see how he can leave him out. No, Patrick Cantlay, Colin Morikawa, Bubba Watson, and Mark Leishman. I can't believe I put Cantlay and Morikawa up in the same week, if, you know, let alone ever. Um, Scotty Scheffler, I'll be interested to see what he gets to because I think he's got the pedigree to play a sort of course very well. Yeah, Pat Cantley, uh, Victor Hovland, um, if he doesn't win this year, probably wins next. Um, KH Lee, um, really interested to see how he kicks on from his best ever finish. Max Homer, um, Luke List for a top 20, and uh, nothing surprised me. If you want to back DJ to cover all your money, you might as well, because you know, you'll end up probably laying off at odds on, on Betfair at some point. <laughs> so yeah, they're they you know they're the ones. It's it's a fantastic tournament. It's it is basically a major, without a couple of uh, our guys about Till Hatton, um, certainly over there. Um, so uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, I even you know, even Carlos Ortiz I've missed there as well. Um, it just it feels like you're backing so many people that it kind of becomes unfeasible. But yeah, Leishman and Carlos Ortiz. And then my top 20 shout of Vaughan Taylor. It's a top week, isn't it, mate? It's going to be really... I, this is one of the courses that I've actually been looking forward to seeing without the fans there. Because I, I, I think I think we saw that with Pebble last week. I thought we got to see a lot more of the course instead of hearing about how, uh, you know, Larry the Cable Guy swings and, and getting that broken down by the Kunoko and Minolta, whatever it is, swing. Um, you actually got to see the golf course and how to play it. And I thought that was really interesting. And I think it'd be nice this week as well. Yeah, shame Pebble didn't have more wind just hmm. to make it that little bit more uh but you know i love i love it when it's really really difficult for them to play it's like this week a bit of wind around here and it makes it 
such a much better course. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's very, very top grade. It'll, I think the Masters market might move a bit after this week. Um, well, it, sh- it should do, shouldn't it? I think that's one thing that's probably worth saying, and I'm glad you brought that up, is that if you do have a fancy for the Masters um, and you think they're going to go well here, then uh, you should probably double up because if Bubba Watson plays well here, he's going to, I mean, it's exactly the same price for this as he is for the Masters. So they're both going to come into, I mean, what would he be for the Masters if he wins here? 33 to 1, 28 to 1, something like that. Patrick Cantlay is actually 25 to 1 for the Masters still. Just I think. Just better that, say that. Yeah. It could shorten, couldn't it? Quite dramatically. I imagine that would be a 16 to 1 if he wins here. Um, who would you think would make the biggest move if they won here? Um, uh, Adam Scott? Yeah, what? 50 to 1? It's tough, isn't it? But, but, that, but that is something that I think that I'm glad you brought it up before we we get off here because I think that there, you know, there are some players that I've I've looked at the Masters for a while now and thought that there's not really any kind of prices that jumped out to me. Leishman, now, Leishman, if he won, he'd, he'd he won't be a hundred to one for the Masters. No, that's a good shout. Um, I mean, I won't back him for the Masters, but he wouldn't be a hundred to one for the Masters. But that's what we're saying, isn't it? If you fancy, if if the people that are listening yeah. fancy them for get out of it for um for the Masters, they should probably do it now if you think they're going to do both because yeah I just I just think it's good like you say it's such a it's such an a link to that event and it's such an eye opener into how people are playing that it's uh, it's good to keep an eye on you can actually get you can actually get 101 Leishman top 8 if you can get on with a certain firm already at the Masters what do you make of him around the Masters before we go anywhere because oh. I think his form at the Masters like people will sort of remember that time when he lost to to Scott, and he's never really struck me as being able to win again since. No, I prefer him for the can't. Open. Yeah, I agree with you because uh, because I like I said to you earlier, I think he's uh, you. You just asked me the question about who do I think would move yeah. the most. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I I've always thought Leishman, but when he was second to um, Till Hatton at Bay Hill. Hmm. in those that horrendous Sunday and he was the only one to make a real go of it that to me is Mark Leishman and that, yeah I that's... agree I mean I, I was stood at St Andrews and it was absolutely pissing it down and it was the third round and it was when Leishman was charging and we backed him while we were on course because it just I don't think it sort of caught up with the fact that they were all going to struggle he was he was behind at the time but it looked like he was going to be leading by the end of the day and if it wasn't for that bloody divot that he landed in the playoff, um, I'd have been a lot happier man that week. But, uh, yeah, I'd rather back him for the Open. The only thing I'd say is, is as we know, is he was totally gone last year, and the only place he turned up was for yeah. the Masters. Yeah. And and that was... OK, we know it wasn't the Masters, and we know all that. But, uh, you know, it just does show that, that you know, the man can play there. Um it was, it was purely, as you said, you know, I just thought if he if he played well, I, I you know, on a course that he likes, and we, you know, I, I couldn't see him being 100 to 1, but would I, I mean, back him at 100 to 1? No. But if you want to say to me, yeah, if you want to say to me, do you want to take um, whatever he is on, on Betfair, it's probably about 100 anyway for about 30 pence or something. But if you said, yeah, do you want to take 100 to 1 and get out at 70 or something and just leave yourself a freebie? Yeah. 
then then he'd be the one. I I, I think hundred one's too big for the Masters, whether I think he'll win or not. Yeah, no, I think it's a good one. I think that yeah, the obvious candidates are Bubba. I think if Victor was to do something again, I think he'd shorten up because I think the the hype train behind him would mm-hmm. uh, would continue. It's just that at forty five and forties, thirty threes, whatever he is already, um, how low can he go? Yeah, there's, uh, much, there's not as much movement in there, is there? Um, right, mate. I think we'll call that a day. I think it's one of those events that we've clearly enjoyed talking about. We were talking about it for a decent while before we even came on. So, um, fingers crossed for a good week. Yep. Good luck to you, mate. Cheers, mate. Take care. No worries. Mate.